Hello, welcome to the introductory episode of Seeking Mount Parnassus. <laughs> I bet you're going to say more about who we are. I guess we don't have to say. We don't have to say more about who we are. Who are we? I don't know. I mean, no one knows who we are. They're not meeting us. They'll ne- probably never see us in real life. That's true. Well, uh, I think our first thing would be to just say that our our ethos with this is minimalist and not to do a lot of production and a lot of introduction and a lot of unnecessary things that just cloud the content. And the point is really to share ideas and maybe some inspiration, maybe some encouragement for other people on the path. Right. When we say uh, on the path, we're meaning we're on like a path towards oneness with uh, the eternal energy that has always been and will always be. Um, mostly it's just called love. So the path that we're on is called love. We're on the, that path. Hmm. Uh, we've both been propelled into the path through various means. Um, if you're on the path, you might know what it feels like. It's pretty rough. It could be uh, very interesting and difficult. But that's the path, so that's okay. We're seekers on the path. Um Seekers in all ways, seeking knowledge, mysteries, hidden, occult, um, energy. I mean, what, what we're seeking really is just, we currently are humans incarnated as humans in this lifetime, living what is a endless wheel of lifetimes with karma and past lives, future lives, and we're, we're just trying to figure out exactly what the hell is going on. Um, for 35 years, I didn't know exactly what was up. Then I got propelled into um, being just slapped into it, <laughs> and now I'm on a path towards uh, understanding more about what's going on. So that's what it means as far as like seeking. We're just seeking the truth, which the truth is love. Mm. So we're seekers on the path towards love. Um, our name is Mount Parnassus, Seeking Mount Parnassus. Uh, we came up with that because of, how did we come up with it? How did we even get in into Mount Parnassus? I don't remember exactly the... We heard the story through an astrology webinar that we were listening to about Libra, because Libra is tied to Themis. Oh, yes. The the goddess Themis, and Themis is the one that provided guidance to Pura and Deucalion, who went to Mount Parnassus. So the story is that uh, Pura and Deucalion were a couple, and they were... um, somehow received the information that there's going to be a flood and that I believe it was Zeus at the time was going to wipe out all of the humans because as humans apt to be, they were wrecking the place and acting all out of bounds. So they were going to destroy the humans with a flood, but these two were going to be saved and they were similar to the Noah's Ark story, given instructions to go to Mount Parnassus and build some kind of ark and survive and then when they came out the other side, they went to the 
the oracle and uh, the goddess Themis and asked for guidance. And they were told to take the bones of their mother and throw them over their shoulder behind them. So the story ultimately is about a lot of things, but one of the things it's about is survival and what is important to preserve for the future. But it's also about symbolism because what ended up happening was that they realized they couldn't take this advice from the oracle literally because it was considered sacrilege to take dig up the bones of your mother and throw them over your shoulder. <laughs> would be a bad thing to do. So they um, had to find the symbolism of it, the symbolic meaning, which is spoke to us because that's what we're always doing. But the symbolism, the way they interpret it was that stones and rocks could be considered bones of our mother earth. So they took some stones and threw them over their shoulder. Interesting, that was a stone that fell. Yeah. All right, when I was yeah, telling was. the story. It jumped off of a shelf. Um, and then from those stones, new humans came and repopulated the earth for good or ill. Yeah. I don't know about the outcome of that. Um, but at the time, they were happy because they did what they were supposed to do. But I think the the Mount Parnassus idea was kind of going to the place where you're going to boil everything down to what's necessary for survival. And if everything that's false and damaging is going to be wiped out, what is it that you want to preserve? Correct. So we're seeking Mount Parnassus literally and symbolically in our lives. Um, We're on a path towards some sort of freedom from the zeitgeist of the modern Western civilization. And our vision is towards a symbolic Mount Parnassus where we can um, disregard current civilization and reinstitute what is actually matters, Mm. uh, which really is this love. Mm. And it ties into Capricorn in a way because of uh, the sea goat, like reaching down to the depths and getting the pearls. We want to get the pearls uh, in the depths and then take them to Mount Parnassus and live uh, in peace and unity with the earth in a natural way. <clears throat> and that's pretty much what we're trying to do. Right. And we're also literally seeking a mountain. Right. To, to live on at the moment and are, are in this search. And that's part of the story as well. And just sharing the process. We thought about waiting until we've actually gotten to the spot before we shared the story and then decided that perhaps the journey of it and the, the process that we're in would also be worth sharing since everyone interested in being on some kind of path is basically just stepping into some sort of journey, which is the same through all mythology, all spiritual history. It's always some sort of quest, some sort of journey. Right. We've been on a quest our whole lives, uh, and we're, we keep getting thrown off course, just like the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. We, we're on the boat, 
And next thing you know, um, Poseidon smashes our boat and then we end up on some mountain or some beach or with the sirens, um, call us into shore. But really what they're doing is trying to kill us or keep <laughs> us trapped. Um, we, it, the, it sounds so great, you know, but mm-hmm. we're, uh, experiencing so many things in that vein and we have been mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. Lost my train of thought there. That's all right. So today was, is Capricorn full moon this morning was exact. Um, you know, this is not, this is a, a regular cycling event, the full moon, but it, when the full moon's in a particular sign, you can use the inspiration from that sign to kind of guide what you're doing and thinking. I think the energy's shaping shaping us anyways, whether we're consciously aware of it or not. But we decided to start this today partly because of that, because Capricorn is connected to the great work and and to like you were saying, this idea of the sea goat, a lot of people learn about Capricorn as just a goat, but it's historically was a sea goat which is a mythical creature, first of all. And second of all, has the ability to travel both water and land. And then goats also are particularly associated with mountains. And a lot of the, a lot of the modern ideas around Capricorn are useful for like mountain imagery, mountain climbing, picking a mountain to climb, Choosing your great work is like finding the right mountain and and preparing to climb it. So they're all linking. They all link together. But yeah, wanting to talk a little bit about the ideas of Capricorn and how they tie into the story, but then also just how they tie in in general to the birth of this work or this project that we're in. It also makes sense when you're on the path. Um, people are often, maybe not asking us questions per se, but people are always wondering, what what should I do if I'm on the path? How should I live? What what are the steps I should take? How should I be living my life? What should I do? I don't know. All I know for sure, though, is that their energy is <clears throat> is real in all things. And we have so much energy that is given to us each day from the sun for half the day and then the moon at night. So in our lives that we're currently living now on the path, we're instructed daily by the moon and the sun. Each day we're affected by the energies uh, that are coming to us on the earth in our human bodies. So we're um, being instructed on how we should live on the path each day through the moon phase and the sun, the, the sun energy. So, um, today is Capricorn full moon. So we are using the energy of Capricorn symbolism and just the straight up energy of the full moon to do what we are doing today. Sometimes the moon affects us, uh, in other ways where we have to lay the fuck down (laughs) or we have to take a nap or we have to cry all day or we have to be angry. Um, but in this sense, Capricorn, um, we have to 
create a great work. I mean, we're, right. that's what we're doing anyway. That's, that's us. We're working each day. Um, we have a lot of knowledge that is interior and some of that knowledge I think would be uh, best to be put out there, spread around. Mm -hmm. And what better day to do it than today on Capricorn full moon. Right. Yeah. And I think Capricorn's got, can kind of get a bad rep, you know, Capricorn Virgo (laughs) can be the one sometimes that get misunderstood because Capricorn is, is associated with work and with, with hard work and discipline. But I think there's a lot of still just misunderstandings about discipline itself. What does it mean? What is the function of that? It's not a popular concept, really. And it's kind of counter to, I don't know, what we would call the current... I mean, between us, we call it Instagram spirituality, it was new age spirituality before Instagram, but Instagram has given it a, a special flavor of something. But it, regardless, you know, sense of spirituality that's lacking discipline or lacking a solid foundation or a structure of any kind and lacking a connection to tradition of some sort. Not that you have to continue in the traditions you've been in, but that there has to be some kind of pulling on ancient wisdom and then learning how to use it in the present so that there's a, a grounding. Capricorn is an earth sign. It's, it's very grounded. It's very good at m- making things into material reality, you know, manifesting, you could say. Um, but it does that not through magical thinking, but through actual work. Physical work. Yeah. Or or intellectual work. Or into, yeah, right. You know, some kind of work, some kind of effort, a great effort, a significant effort. So I think it's a, it is an interesting question for me, especially, and, and for you as well. We both have this inherent Capricorn work ethic. Like, we're hard workers. We've always been that way. We're super responsible people. We do the right thing. But it can also become a trap when you're doing that for the wrong reasons or you're doing it blindly following what's been laid out by the previous set of structures, you know? Or your own ego. Um, oftentimes yeah, yeah, yeah. you're doing a great work that you is not actually a great work. It's, it's a great work that you've been tricked into since you've been alive um, mm. and you're just following along um, working your ass off, going nowhere, basically, you're, you're climbing the wrong mountain. You're picking a mountain that is no one needs to climb it, but you're climbing the hell out of it just to um, uh, please your parents, society, teachers, your spouse, your children. Um, it's extremely difficult in this current uh, status quo to do anything that's outside of Mm. the parameters of what's acceptable. Mm. So when you are seeking out what is going to be the great work for each person, oftentimes you'll find that what you're doing is not that. Mm. I mean, I doubt that you want to work at Caribou. (laughs) I highly doubt that you're enjoying um, doing mudding and, and drywall. 
I, I don't think you like it. That's my guess. I don't know you. But if I had to guess, I would say you probably don't like it. It's probably not your great work. It's probably just something you're doing because that equals cash, which equals you being able to stay alive, at least in your own um, small sense of how do I stay alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to go into the out of bounds thing, but staying alive is also a very rich topic. Maybe we can do both. I was just double checking on the astrology because the full moon is also out of bounds mm, yeah. right now. And it's opposite. So the when you're talking about the sun and the moon, the moon phase is dependent on its relationship to the sun too. Correct. So then they are always working in concert. So the full moon, the moon is directly opposite the sun. So we have sun in Cancer right now, moon in Capricorn. So they're opposite. That makes it a full moon. And then Mercury is conjunct the sun, so very close to the sun, also in Cancer. So the full moon is opposing the Cancer sun, and it's also opposing Mercury in Cancer. And that Mercury is out of bounds. So, you know, if you're listening to this not on this date, it doesn't matter per se, that it's not, it's no longer happening at this moment, that the symbolism holds true all the time. And and the value of symbolic thinking is actually really to help just make some creative leaps. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be happening at that moment for it to be relevant. No, no. So the moon's out of bounds and Mercury is also out of bounds right now. And the symbolism of out of bounds. I mean, there's technical things about it and how the planet is aligned in relation to the earth's ecliptic, I believe, but most people don't care about that. The the point is that the planet has moved to a point in its orbit. That's out of bounds of the sun in a way it's not, I mean, it's never really out of range of the sun, but it's the furthest away that it can get. Right. And, it represents what you're saying, this ability to break out of the norm or the expectations of society or you know, all the ways that we're just completely brainwashed by all those forces into doing things that don't matter or that don't matter to us, more importantly. Right. So, yeah, I was just going to talk about that piece of the out of bounds. But staying alive is also extremely important we talk about all the time just like what does it mean actually to be fully alive just because you're moving around in a human body and you're breathing doesn't mean you're fully alive no most people aren't alive at all (laughs) no most people are walking around like robots or Mm -hmm. in a in a trance going from wake up directly to get the coffee, to drop the kids off at school, to the job, hating their life basically from one step to the next and just adding in these different uh, inputs. Like, how do I make it, how do I not commit suicide or murder while the kids are getting ready for school? Mm. How do I not commit suicide or murder (laughs) on my way driving from my home to drop my kids off at school? How do I not commit suicide or murder while I'm at my shit job all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not really being alive. Mm. 
That's just existing.、Mm. Aliveness is a feeling that、uh, you're doing something that is actually satisfying to you, that is giving you an aliveness feeling, and it usually has no thinking involved.、Mm. My example is always going to skateboarding.、Mm. When I am skateboarding, I am fully alive, meaning I'm not thinking about the future or the past. I'm just rolling. Down the road, looking at my next obstacle that I'm about to do, I don't even know oftentimes what trick I'm gonna do until a few seconds before I get close to the obstacle. I might do a backside fifty-fifty, or I might do a a crooked grind. I really don't know until a second before I'm about to do it.、Mm. Um, that that's more in line with being alive,、mm. aliveness,、mm. as opposed to just living and being. Existing, like existing, is what the status quo of our current、um, way it is to be in Western civilization is just to be existing.、Mm. Most people are just existing,、mm. which you can tell. Just go to Walmart or Target <laughs> and just look in, in each person's eyes as you pass them and see what you see. I'm guessing what you're going to see is a lot of deep sadness、mm. or sunglasses inside. Right, one of the two. Right. You're probably not going to see someone who's smiling and happy. I mean, it's it's a rarity if you find that.、Um, right, which gets back to this idea of the great work, really. I mean, I think I spent so much of my life trying to figure out what is the great work, what am I supposed to be doing. I feel like I have some kind of mission. And Capricorn feels that way. I have a Capricorn South Node and Venus in Capricorn, but it's not what I thought it was. Is what I'm coming to find out at this point. And I think one of the things that really is truly a great work, no matter what else you do, is this quality of being alive. And if if really we're talking about survival of the species, like back to you know Parnassus. the the survival of the species. I mean, it's not even the species. It's like civilization,、mm-hmm. and Capricorn has this link to civilization. What is civilization? Yeah, I mean, I would argue that most of the structures that we're living in are completely uncivilized at this point. Totally uncivilized. And the way that people interact on a day to day basis is also uncivilized. So the idea of civilization is like keeping some kind of wisdom, actual actual real wisdom. And some kind of aliveness going. So this idea of being fully alive—if you can do that—that that is a great work. That is an achievement, and then that will enable you to pass on something of value. I, I think that that's—we're often struggling with how do we get our work out there. What do we have to share that's valuable? Who's it going to reach? How are you going to develop an audience? And then, as soon as you start trying to do anything in the material realm, you're immediately met with all these ridiculous rules and ways of measuring things that are stupid, <laughs> right? And irrelevant, like money, like followers, like you know, well, any kind of measure in that way of. Success or worth is wrong. Yes, but I think it is like you just said. You know, if most people are not fully alive, they're not able to be that. Then doing that is a great work. 
I mean, just that. And what can we do to help help each other and other people feel that way, you know? That's the question. That's the question we come back to uh, quite often because we've both been um, working our whole lives. Uh, we've tried to break out of the mainstream way of, of working and living. But uh, we're often uh, trying to figure out, should we offer some sort of services? Should we... Um, do xyz uh but what what would we do and how i don't know um but maybe the great work is just being alive ourselves mm. and just leading by example ourselves mm. i don't know what anyone should do i i only know that in my current way of life i can only make it in a certain way and that means i uh, no compromising with bullshit um and no inauthentic inauthenticity anything that's inauthentic won't work mm. so um yeah right yeah and it, it with capricorn too there's this feeling of the the archetype of the wise elder or the mentor, or something like that. It's not like a guru. It's not like a spiritual guru in that way, but it is some kind of like elder. And what is an, what is an elder really, except a carrier of experience, usually their own experience, mm -hmm. and inherited or passed on wisdom? I think that you and I both have, uh, we're often getting asked these things by other people because other people just see that archetype in us, even though we don't put ourselves out in any way as that, you know, mm -hmm. just people we know constantly asking questions, what to do, wanting help, you know, mm -hmm. but I think you're right. I, I think it is just a living, living fully and maybe through this or other avenues sharing something, but it's definitely far from telling anyone else what to do. Right. Which would be against our value system anyways. Right. Yeah. Be yourself. Do what you love. The mm. rest is up to you. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> if you're not doing that, you're fucked. Right. Most likely. I, I'm, I'm right. almost positive you're fucked. If you're not doing those things. <laughs> right. So. At least one of them. Yeah, at least one of them. <laughs> right. I mean... And the skateboarding example is a great one because it is you being yourself and doing something you love and and being in that flow state where you're connected to something greater. And we all find it through different things. I mean, for me, it comes through horses and writing and through these kind of conversations, really. I mean, the philosophical search the seeking mm -hmm. makes me feel alive makes me feel in the moment and connected to some kind of flow same with the other things we do trail running and exploring and travel and being with animals and children and you know things things that might be not that exciting to others but are fully connected for us being with each other obviously right yeah <laughs> yeah um just aliveness yeah 
that's what it comes back to is this the feeling of aliveness it it gives what's necessary um without being very uh explainable or um not many badges or ribbons mm. can you display mm. of like i'm i'm doing this here's all kinds of bullshit mm. you know like um you might be able to say to someone in my like to me you might be able to say well you have no xyz things no career no money no i don't know stupid bullshit but what i do have is love in every relationship i have is love every interaction i have i choose which is loving and i only am experiencing positive experiences that i'm in line with that that is equaling out to being being healthy healthy physically healthy and spiritually in tune with the earth based on all types of synchronicities signs animals numbers uh but there's no you know the IRS isn't going to know much about my status and and how great i am as far as they're concerned i suck <laughs> right I really suck as far as they're concerned. <laughs> yeah. But it the the goal should be that you should be you should suck. You should have a credit <laughs> score of 0 and have a your debt to income ratio should be horrible. You you should have no you should be a credit risk. Mm. If you're a credit risk, you might be on the way. <laughs> right. Possibly, you know. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, and actually, it's another good link back to Capricorn because Capricorn can also be the shadow side of Capricorn status and mm. like traditional status, like er- earning your way up to the top and being in positions of authority, which we were talking about earlier of just authority being phony. It's phony. I mean, the the current structures of authority are, have no authority actually. No. They have no real authority in any way. There's no spiritual authority. There's no ethical authority. There's no connection to the earth that would give them earth authority. I just invented that earth authority. Maybe that's a that's a new Capricorn thing. <laughs> it's like the high side of Capricorn, earth authority. <laughs> <laughs> One of the cards the other day was earth Something like that. Oh yeah. Last night, Earth right. Magic or oh, Earth Magic. Earth yeah. Magic, yeah. Right. Yeah. So those getting caught up in those kinds of measures of things is a dark side of Capricorn, and also getting too caught up in work, which is an interesting question as well, and another one that I'm trying to find the balance of, and that we're working together on. Of like, we like to work. We both like to work. But we don't like to work for pointless shit. We want to work for something meaningful. And we want to work in a way that is fulfilling and healthy for us and for the whatever impact the work has as well. Which is difficult, really. I mean, it's not difficult to do. But it's difficult to find the way to do it, I think. Because there's so few signposts now there's so few examples 
you know, I was self-employed for 12 years. Yeah, almost 12 years just as a consultant and did a few different things. But there's a lot of traditional advice that's given to if you if you're self-employed, if you're a consultant, here's what you got to do and here's how you make your business sustainable and you've got to be on social media and you've got to do X, Y, and Z financially and you've got to market yourself and you've got to blah, blah, blah. And it ends up just becoming the same bullshit that you would be experiencing in any other job. It's like it's it's not actually breaking out of the structures in any way, which is the same thing that's happening to Instagram spirituality. It's like it's a business. It's it's about followers. It's about money. It's about it's about status. Yeah, status. Yeah, I mean, just because you have dreadlocks and fa- fancy or weird pants and have beads and have workshops to do mindfulness and uh, ha- do yoga on llamas and uh, <laughs> on have, llamas. have baby goats, drink, <laughs> go make big baby goats, meditate with baby goats, and I mean that that doesn't mean shit. No, all that it does is to is create a some weird persona for the person and equaling out to be money you know how yes. much do you, how much do you charge someone to meditate with the goat five thousand dollars <laughs> we're doing a, a, a weekend workshop of goat meditating with llama yoga and um tantric uh love making oh, no. you know five thousand five hundred fifty five dollars <laughs> Uh, all that equals out to is nothing spiritual mm-hmm. or or seeking uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to lead to torn oneness or mm-hmm. or being alive. It's all it's going to lead to is status and money propagation of of a, a material realm that doesn't fucking matter anyway at all. Every single person, including me, you, and whoever's listening to this, will die, and then what? Mm-hmm. None of this status. Wealth, not one thing that you've accumulated will make any difference mm. other than your karma that you've created and, and your energy that you've put into. You, you might have to come back and do the same exact thing or worse. Mm. Probably worse, I'm guessing. <laughs> if you're doing some weird ass shit and, and scamming the hell out of people. Right. And, and seeking your own egotistical, um, mm. yeah. you know, like... It's wrong. Right. Right. And I mean, I think thinking about this podcast, why I do it, it, maybe part of the reason is just to help other people who feel isolated and alone or are lacking conversation, because I think that was a struggle for me or why I would seek out podcasts for a long time was to just hear a conversation that actually made sense to me mm-hmm. or would spark something in me creatively to think differently about something, you know, anyone with Sagittarius in their chart needs that to some extent or the ninth house mm-hmm. meaning philosophy questioning. And I kept going to all these different so-called spiritual things finding them to be empty, empty at best, really, I think, you know, harmful at worst. And we could talk about some of the different things of the like, what is our, what are our criteria? How do we sort through things that are legitimate and things that are not? 
But I think one of them really just comes down to that lack of ego, lack of trying to make yourself something or trying to, you know, anything that's like, we now have a copyrighted method. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit suspect immediately. Yeah. I, I have invented a way that you should breathe uh, that I'm going to name after myself. And if you just three, nine easy payments of $999 and you can breathe just like me, which really, I mean, no, no, fuck no. Right. You can breathe. Anyone can breathe themselves for free. Right. You don't have to pay anyone. Right. No one needs to pay anyone. And if someone tells you that they need to pay you, that you need to pay them before they give you mm-hmm. the answer, mm. no. <laughs> answer is no for that person. Right. If you want the answer, here's the answer. Look within. Mm. Breathe. Uh, feel the sun on your skin. The, all the answers there. Mm. I, I don't have no answers mm. for anyone. Mm. The answer is eternal. Mm. <laughs> the answer is free and eternal. Right. And all you have to do is close your eyes and start breathing. Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous and also hard as hell. Yeah, right. Right, and the hard as hell part is Capricorn and is also... Why even share the conversation? Right. You right. know, I mean, we've debated for six months. Should we put anything publicly? Should we talk to anyone about anything? I mean, I, I think the only reason to do it is if it's helpful. And it, and if it's helpful to us as well. I mean, I think there's a, there is a Capricorn thing about work where the process is as important as the outcome or it's actually more important really so that the the worldly results are not the thing it's the process of what is the what is sitting down with your notebook first thing in the morning to write what does it do to your mind and to your emotions and to your feeling the rest of the day and your energy if it's helpful and it feels like it makes you feel more alive and you feel more connected and and more inspired, then it's worth doing. Whether you ever publish your writing or not, or you ever share it or not, you don't have to put it on Instagram even no. and get you know people commenting on it because it's not for them actually. No, you know, I mean, so the the hard the hard as hell part. I think it was hard as hell before we met each other. We were both trying to do these things alone going uphill against the whole culture and the whole current and then feeling isolated because it's hard to find people that have woken up enough to even question what's going on honestly right and and the people you find who who are awake enough to to know that there's more to life than just the the status quo and the zeitgeist of, of the culture um they're probably also living out the shadow aspects of their own birth chart mm. which is hard as hell it's hard mm. as hell to um to overcome um that yeah. those those people and and those situations so trying to find a balance between um seeking mm-hmm. and 
and not finding mm. uh, what you're looking for for so many years, mm. um, it's difficult mm -hmm. to keep going. Mm -hmm. It's easier just to drink. Mm -hmm. It's easier just to drink or or play video games or just listen to NPR. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, just become a sustainer. <laughs> you know, if you become a sustainer, you'll get a tote bag. Yeah. You can take your tote bag to the beach and everyone could see NPR sustainer. You must have donated at least ten dollars to NPR. <laughs> You're awesome. Right. Fuck that. Right. And you get a lot of preset answers, you know? Right. Or you get a lot of bullshit that distracts you from the fact that you don't have any answers for anything. You just fill your mind with the news and everything that they're saying. I mean that you can substitute for NPR or any other Yeah, Fox News. Or, right. I mean it's um, all the same thing. Alex Jones. Yeah. Uh, LouRockwell.com. <laughs> right. Nothing against them. <laughs> it's not about them. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that the process and, uh, you know, what makes it, I think what makes it a great work in part is that it does have to be difficult. A great work is not great if it's too easy, you know? Right. So just the, the fact of, going against so much, so many things, trying to preserve your fire, trying to like, why, you know, I have this image of like holding the small candle and like keeping your hands cupped around it and trying to keep this flame going by yourself until you can get to another flame that will help keep yours going or, or give it some more fuel or something. So maybe this these conversations of ours could be fuel for somebody else. They're fuel for us. I know that. Do you, do you have a spark? Mm. Are you even alive? Mm. Are you are you even got an ember that can be fanned? Mm. If so, you know, fan it. <laughs> fan it. Fan the shit out of it. Get a bellows and blast it with heat, with air, so that it erupts into flames. Because the flames will then consume um, all the bullshit of your life and turn it into actually being alive. Beautiful. <laughs> I think maybe we should even just stop there because that's such a beautiful image. You know? Yeah. Uh, go for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. If you stuck, if you stuck with this conversation, you gotta have something. You gotta have some spark somewhere inside. So keep it up, and we will too. Yeah, have a good one. Take it easy. <laughs>